الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد يسرنا القران للذكر فهل من مدكر صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان لكل شيء شرفا يتباهون به وان بها امتي وشرفها القران وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam honored his nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam elevated him in the sense that he was granted many mu'ajizat many miracles amongst the miracles that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was granted we find in the quran is a specific and a unique attribute ulama ikram mention we know of the previous anbiya ali musallatu wassalam they were also granted mu'ajizat and miracles musa ali salam was given a staff that would turn into a snake and isa ali salam amongst the famous miracles was restoring the blindness of a person who was born blind restoring his eyesight curing the lepers etc However ulama ikram mentioned they say these mu'ajizat and miracles of the previous anbiya ali musallatu wassalam were confined to the zat and personality of that nabi it remained restricted in that period of time musa ali salam staff after the demise of musa ali salam that miracle no longer remained likewise the restoring of the eyesight of the blind was confined to the zat of isa ali salam There were many miracles given to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam also that were confined to his zat and personality. For example, we know the famous splitting of the moon. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam pointed one direction Safa, other direction another mountain and the moon was split everyone could see. Once he came to Abu Abu Jahal. Abu Jahal had some pebbles in his hand and he said to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he had concealed it he said tell me what is in my hand nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam smiled at him and he said abu jahal should i tell you what is in your hand why don't i let what is in your hand tell you who i am and then the pebbles that were in the hand of abu jahal spoke and attested gave shahadat to the nubuwwat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam abu jahal's reaction you made jadu you made seher you made black magic upon these pebbles but the point time is very limited the point my respected brothers these mu'ajizat and miracles were confined to the period and the zat and the personality of the nabi quran is that unique miracle and mu'ajiza 
that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam through which Allah blessed and honored the ummah of Nabi Pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam that ulama say this mu'ajiza and this miracle its effect extended beyond the zat and the personality of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and was going to be a living testimony of the truth of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam guidance for humanity it was going to remain right up till just before qiyamah when we find in ahadith no one will be able to obliterate adulterate or change anything in the quran but just before qiyamah allah taala will lift this quran back up to the heavens inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafizun allah says we revealed the zikr this admonishment the reminder the quran and we will protect the quran such protection i mentioned this many times but just to give us an idea in the late 30s 1930s that time the germans were on uruj were on the rise they they decided they got together they collected eight manuscripts of the bible in order to compare them exhaustive research there was no real reward of printing press at that time wasn't easily available but with exhaustive research expending of money they managed to find 40000 different manuscripts of the quran then the comparison started eight manuscripts of the bible they found discrepancies in all eight 40000 manuscripts of the quran the harf for harf letter for letter nukta for nukta they could not find a single discrepancy in any of the 40000 manuscripts of the quran 14 centuries had already passed inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafizun allah said we we reveal this quran and we will protect it every letter every harf the miracle of that allah taala kept the quran alive in the hearts of the hufaz of the ummah The verse of the Quran I recited in the beginning. Simple example to explain what this verse actually means. Quran is the highest form of literature. What we call afsahul kalam. There is nothing more eloquent than the Quran. If you take in the English language, what is accepted as a high form of literature? They say Shakespeare or any of the other famous poets. and they force you in school to develop your english to study the writings of shakespeare or study poetry and this is like walking on nails for any person It's absolutely difficult if you ask someone read one sonnet of shakespeare from memory or even to learn seven or eight lines will be like climbing a mountain the more eloquent the more intricate the piece of literature the more complicated the more difficult it is to even say it or commit it to memory or even to perceive or understand it quran in arabic is the highest form of literature there is nothing more eloquent than the quran how eloquent 14 centuries ago a challenge was issued to humanity wa in kuntum fi raibim mimma nazzalna ala abdina fatu bi suratin min mithli allah says if you doubt that this is a revelation then you pull your resources what do shuhada kum min dunillah use your computers use your intelligentsia use your academia pull your resources let the forces of the world get together 
produce something like this Quran, even one surah like this Quran. 14 centuries have passed, such is the level of Quran, mankind has failed and will fail. They are unable to produce anything that is like the Quran. Now ask someone by commit the works of Shakespeare to memory. That's the highest form of literature. You may accept it. One of the high forms. It's almost impossible. Almost impossible. You won't find a single person alive that knows these poems or knows the writings of Shakespeare or whatever he wrote. To, uh, knows, it, uh, knows it from memory. Yet, in the case of the Quran, highest form of literature, we see the evidence in front of us. Not millions. Million, not, not, not thousands, but millions of little, little children throughout the entire world from Surah Fatiha to Surah Nas have committed it to memory. Allah says, we made it easy. We made it easy. This is a miracle that you are able to commit this Quran to memory. Then something impresses you. You like it. You, you like the balance, you like the sound of it. So you read it once, you read it a second time, you read it a third time, you read it a fourth time. Eventually you get tired, you get irritated. How many times are you going to keep reading the same thing? When it comes to the Quran, thousands if not millions don't even understand the meaning of it. Yet you read it one time, the desire is created to read it a second time, then a third time, then a fourth time. And as you keep reading it, Miraculously, the jazba and the zeal to carry on reading it increases within one. This is a testimony of what we call a living miracle. Quran is a living miracle. Like I mentioned, time constraints we have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now and then, even in this day and age, we are given by way of encouragement clear-cut indications of the miraculous nature of the Qur'an. Today, alhamdulillah, there are so many hufas of the Qur'an that this is no longer really, we don't really appreciate what a great miracle this is. Why? Because alhamdulillah, almost every household, there is some hafiz of the Qur'an. Now we find in a different way, this youngster, six or seven years of age, Safwan, young boy, we first acknowledge and we place before you our appreciation to Hafiz Bashir Saab, Damant Barakatu from Madrasa Zakaria in Lens. It was Hafiz Saab's muhabbat that he accepted our request. Himself and Abu Batya, they brought this youngster to us today. Hafiz Saab and Mufti Razawul Haq Saab, Damant Barakatu, they attended some jalsa. And they were informed about this youngster. We read, many of us may have seen on the social media, a little bit of background, that he was born with, a, with what we call in layman's terms, water in the brain, a deformity. This restricted not only his physical but his mental development also. I'm going to digress just two or three important points, that we, lessons we should take from this. First and foremost... We are weak. We don't like to be tested. But Allah Ta'ala Sunnat Allah's system. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Inna idham al-jaza ma idham al-bala. Wa inna Allah idha habba qawman ibtalahum. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, With the greater the test, 
the greater the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah ta'ala loves someone, Allah is going to test them. When a child is born, the biggest fikr concern. We have the pediatrician there. We have the doctors on call, depending on a person's financial capability. Is the child healthy? This is the main concern. This is the dua we make. Now and then, Allah Ta'ala tests certain parents. They are born with a child. They are, they, they are given this gift of a child. But there is some deficiency, some weakness, some deformity. How do we respond and react to that? Allah Ta'ala is Hakim. Allah is the All-Wise. Ulama say, فَعْلُ الْحَكِيمِ لَا يَخْلُوا عَنِ الْحِكْمَةِ Anything that a Hakim Zat, a wise being does, is not free of wisdom. So Allah Ta'ala wants to elevate you. Having such a child is not Qiyamat, it's not the end of the world. It's not a problem, it's an opportunity. Allah Ta'ala when He loves someone, a special set of parents, special set of people, Allah will test them by giving them such a child sometimes. We should not regard this as the end of the world. We should understand that it is an opportunity. And we see it in this case. Look in history. Imam Bukhari, rahmatullahi, born blind. What does his mother do? Today we find in a home and something like that happens, we think it's the end of the world. This mother turns to Allah. She makes dua. Allah not only restores the eyesight of that blind child, Allah Ta'ala elevates him to the point where he becomes Imamul Ahadi, Imamul Muhaddithin, the Imam of the Muhaddithin of the Ummat. Born blind, it's not the end of the world, the effect of the dua of a mother. That was maybe several centuries ago. In our current times, there's an example right in front of us. This child is born with all these deformities. The parents didn't regard it as the end of the world. They turned to Allah. Hafiza mentioned this mother specifically would recite verses from Surah Bani Israel. Why? They told her this child will not be able to walk. She put her trust in Allah. She read these verses repeatedly, blew on some oil, massaged the leg of this child and by the age of four he started walking. A child which medically was not supposed to be able to walk. Why? Allah Ta'ala says, Quran is shifa, Quran is cure. Today if you look at the homes of the Ummat, what has happened? YouTube, YouTube, social media or these electronic devices. Whether you are traveling, whether it's home, whether it's a bazaar, wherever today if you see youngsters, deendar parents are taking these devices, putting it in the hands of their children. Morning till night, the children are looking at YouTube, looking at TV, looking at photography, listening to music. What is happening? Tarbiyat is being made like this. What are the seeds that we are planting? You ask the parents, Ismail Godra sahab, Daman Barakatu, he goes even to this extent. He says, Allah gave you these children as an amanat. They are a trust. Seek protection from the zalim, oppressors, oppressive parents of the ummah. My Nabi said, every child is born on fitrate salima, the natural inclination to obey Allah. Allah Ta'ala has placed this naturally in the heart of every child. 
It is the parents that take the child towards Yahudiyat, towards Nasraniyat, towards the ways of the Jews and the Christians and the idolaters. That masoom innocent child did not ask you as a parent, show me the TV, show me nakedness, show me haya, show me bechayai, show me that way of life. You chose to place those things in the hands of that child. So you have planted those seeds. As Anwar Ismail Sahib says, as a parent you have become a zalim, an oppressor. Today when it is pointed out to the parents, they say I have to distract the child. I have to keep the child busy. Why the mother is too busy in something else, the father is busy in something else. Understand my respected brothers, those children are our amanat, our trust. Not only amanat and trust, they are our investment for the akhirat. These parents, there is an example in front of us. We can meet the family afterwards and find out. They had to keep this child distracted. This child had a mental deformity. He needed to be entertained, if you want to use the word, or kept distracted. What did, how did they keep him distracted? By making him listen to Quran. Morning till night, as a little baby, this child listened to the words of Allah. They had a choice. They could have given him YouTube. They could have given him any of these electronic devices by which they would be destroying his akhirat and their akhirat. Instead, they chose to give him kalamullah. So as this child kept on listening to Quran, the fact of the matter, six or seven year old child is in front of us. Because of his mental deformity, Nazira, basic recitation of the Quran, he doesn't know. Murah Anisa, my friend from Benoni, he mentioned up to this extent, this child only knows four surahs of the Quran. That is the Quls. Few surahs. Many of us can probably recite more Quran than this child can, looking into the Quran. Yet, what was the barakah? What was the miracle? We'll see it just now. Anywhere in the Quran, when a verse of the Quran is recited, immediately this child is able to tell us which surah of the Quran it is found. 114 surahs. How many of our hufas are able to do that? Mention a surah number and he will give you the name of that surah. Mention the name of the surah, he'll tell you what number surah this is in the Quran. Wallah, my respected brothers, what I am telling you, we will see it for ourselves just now. This is a clear-cut, clear-cut miracle. There is no scientific or logical explanation. Just by continuously listening to the Quran, a child who can't look at the pages and read the Quran is able to tell you the surah numbers, the surah names, and where the verse appears in the Quran. Allah says we will protect this Quran. This Quran is the source of dignity and pride and honor for this ummah. This Quran is a living miracle. You and I, when we see that, we'll see it just now. Let us take the lesson. We have those masoom children in our homes. Take the lesson from this family. Bring the Quran in front of them. And don't lose, don't lose hope and don't lose the himmat and courage in the effect of dua. If Allah tests you with what appears to be a musibat, understand it's not a musibat, it's not a calamity. It's an opportunity to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The effect of the dua of a mother. I'm going to terminate on just one example. These parents, this mother and father cried before Allah for this child. That is why today maybe there's hundred or thousand hufas in this country. One or two, because we related, we might know their names. Yet, six or seven year old, mentally deformed child, this name is reverberating in Cape Town, in Durban, throughout everywhere. Everyone knows Hafiz Safwan. 
the youngster who has this attachment with the Quran. Look at the way that Allah is elevating this family. Look at the way that Allah is using, maybe internationally also. We don't know how far Allah Ta'ala will take it. The effect of the dua of his parents, the correct tarbiyat, the correct environment, linking and attaching him to the Quran. I've run out of time. I'm going to terminate on one incident, the effect of dua. Once Musa alayhi salam asked Allah Ta'ala, show me who is my companion in Jannah? Companion of a Nabi of Allah in Jannah. I'm cutting the incident short. Allah Ta'ala says, certain bazaar that is a butcher, Qasai, butcher, he is your companion in Jannah. Out of curiosity, Musa Islam travels, goes to that town, finds this butcher. Doesn't tell him why he has come. This person doesn't even recognize it is Musa Salam. Spend some time with him. End of the day, this butcher goes to his house. Like I said, I'm cutting the incident short. Piece of meat from his shop he brought, he prepares it, cooks it. When it's ready, one corner of the house, elderly woman makes her lean against his chest, feeds her morsel by morsel, makes her khidmat. Before she goes to sleep, she mutters something. Then she dozes off. Musa Ali Salam engages him in a conversation. Who is that person? He says, that person is my mother. What were you doing? I make her khidmat every day. Before I feed my family, I feed her also. Then, like I said, I'm cutting the incident short at the end. Musa Islam said she was muttering something. What was she saying before she went to sleep? So he says, every night she says this. Don't worry about it. It's an old woman. She's just saying it. She's making dua. He said, what dua is she making? What dua is she making? So... This person says that every night just before she dozes off, before I put her to sleep, she makes this dua that, Oh Allah, make my son the companion of Musa salam in Jannat. Make my son the companion of Musa salam in Jannat. He said it's, it's an old woman, she doesn't even know what she's saying. Musa salam says to him, Bye, Allah has accepted the dua of your mother. Don't discount the dua of one's parents. There is Ali, Ali radiallahu ta'ala who said, فَإِنَّ فِيهِ النُّمُوا baraka." There is great growth, there is baraka. In the khidmat of our parents, earn their duas. And as parents, as parents understand, your real investment is this offspring. They will benefit you in the qabr, they will benefit you in the akhirat. Engage in the correct tarbiyat. Attach them with the masjid. Link and attach our children with the Quran. And for Allah's sake, for Allah's sake, if nothing else we take, two things let us take from here. Just now we'll see the miracle increase our attachment with the Quran. Ramadan has passed. Ramadan is not, Quran is not only for Ramadan. It must be every year throughout the year. And more importantly, my respected brothers, take the lesson from these children, from these parents. They attach this youngster with the Quran. Those electro, electronic gadgets, that YouTube, that sickness, that TV, that bimari, that haram, that filth. That has adulterated our homes. If we are involved in it, Allah forgive us. Allah give us the himmat to come out of it. Don't plant those seeds with your children. This is not an excuse. I was too busy. I had to keep them preoccupied. Keep them preoccupied with Quran. Let them listen to zikr. Let them listen to the kalam of Allah. Keep them preoccupied with that. Plant the correct seeds. Allah give us tawfiq.